ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. Let's see how today goes. It is Tuesday, December 21st. We're getting closer to you know who showing up later on this week. Got to wait a little bit longer for the Saints before they get back into action. Normally, they go back to work tomorrow, but they play Monday night. Uh, Dennis Allen spoke yesterday afternoon, as did a couple of Saints players, including Marcus Davenport. So we'll have some fresh takes on what they think as they get ready to take on the Miami Dolphins on Monday night football. So we'll do all of that and more as well coming up. One of the other things that we'll touch on, of course, is your New Orleans Pelicans. They are back in action today as they will take on Portland. And they um, will see how uh, the team will, uh, will respond as they take on the Trailblazers tonight right here on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN, New Orleans. And that will tip off at 7 o'clock. 6.30 is your pregame. And at some point this week, almost like Santa, magically, hopefully we will see the intern appear at some point, 2021, 2022. I don't know. I mean, do we just wait to the end of the new year, man? How are you today? I'm doing well. That, that's what you were talking about originally when you said that uh, we're, we're counting down closer to yeah. you know who, uh, who no, we'll see later no. on this week. I thought, that's, I thought you were referring to me. No, we're t- talking about the big guy, dresses in red, oh, big you know, guy. rise a sleigh. A bunch of reindeer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although you, you never know what kind of parties you and your kids get into here nowadays. Um, Jordan, first off, congrats. So you've uh, wrapped up the semester. So we will see you here shortly. In the meantime, though, we still got a ton to sort of get into. So when it comes to your New Orleans Saints, we have a question of the day. Yeah, you and I were kind of talking about it before the show. Uh, Saints fans, with a percentage, how confident are you that the Saints will make the playoffs and why? You could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter. The phone lines aren't quite back up yet, so cannot call in. in but in the meantime, you can still reach us uh, at our Facebook page, Instagram page, and Twitter page, ESPN Radio NOLA. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up today, we were going to have Amy just on next segment, but guess what? She just told me she literally has a blown tire, so she cannot join us oh, next no. segment. So we hope everything we hope, has just been going wrong this week, dude. It just really is, uh, in so many different levels. We are still experiencing, uh, phone issues back over in the studio in LaRose. A construction company decided to cut the wrong line. That was a telephone line. So I don't have the slightest idea how long that's going to take to get fixed. In the meantime, as you can hear, Jordan, I'm trying to come up with different ways for our guests and and people to get in. So I'm going through Zoom here. Just, I mean, I I guess I need to since that's how everybody's going to it now because um, COVID is is a big issue in the world of sports, Jordan, as we're kind of talking about earlier this morning. There's already one professional organization that's hit the pause button through the holidays. Yeah, the NHL looks like they're going to be um, pausing through Christmas, and it looks like they're just going to start back up in, into the new year. Mm-hmm. And, and look, when when you take a look at the NBA, we're playing what Adrian Wojnarowski was talking about a little bit earlier as well. 
in terms of all of the different elements and aspects that the NBA is going through, different protocols. And, you know, the New Orleans, um, New Orleans, the Smoothie King Center last week implemented that, you know, what, 15 rows back. I think Joe, we're going to do the mask thing again. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it legitimately feels like every day you pop up and see something that is um, having an issue with with COVID and a couple of, of quarterbacks, a couple of players. Look, there's a reason there's a game today because of COVID. Seahawks and Rams. That's right. I mean, if you, you know, this is great. Like my, my wife was like, I got to do some last minute shopping and stuff. I'm like, fantastic. I got football to watch. You know, I mean, we could, I got to work, Jordan. I got to work. You know what I'm saying? So, um, we do have Seahawks and Rams. LA is a seven point favorite, but along the lines of your question of the day, Jordan, your Bears couldn't come through for us. I know. We needed we needed the Bears to come through last night. However, I don't know if you saw the very end of that game. Mm-hmm. If you're a better out there, I'd be really ticked off that they didn't <laughs> kick the extra point because I love how the announcer saying it didn't matter. Yeah. And then um, SDG after the game said, mm-hmm. "Oh no, that that actually did matter to a lot of betting people." You uh, you sound a little ticked off there, buddy. You're, you're no, I'm gonna bet on the game. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm. I'm speaking for the okay. voiceless. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. I uh, it, it sounded a little like uh, you were a little upset there. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Uh, we're we're all good in the neighborhood. Okay. It's starting to finally feel like Christmas, so you well, can't ask for anything better. Well, you say that, sir, but it's gonna be 80 <laughs> degrees on Saturday, so you might as well oh, go no, outside and enjoy it now. Um, for that aspect of it. Look, I'm looking at it, and Jordan, to, to kind of go into the question of the day. And is this team going to be able to make it into the playoffs? And le- legitimately, like, what kind of run you can sort of make? Look, the news of Chris Godwin being lost for the season for Tampa mm-hmm. Bay now, that's a big loss, right? You have two other weapons that are also in, in Evans and, and Fournette that are now out for some time, more than likely perhaps the rest of the regular season, if not into the final week. I mean, they got three weeks left. Hammy's going to take at least a week or two, right? I mean, that's that's your normal recovery of a hamstring pull, and especially if you plan on just, just getting the playoffs. They still got a, a decent lead on the Saints in the division. The Saints can run the table. Bucks lose the table. Saints will be... Your division chips. There's still a shot, but you know, I, I'm just trying to think of this, Jordan, because I would normally be telling you this. Just enjoy it. If they get in, great. You'll have a playoff party. I, I don't expect them to make a run, but I sure as heck didn't expect with that offense <laughs> for them to beat Tampa Bay and not shut them out. So while I want to now say. You know what? Why can't they make a run? I'm going to pause for a second, Jordan, and say this. They match up well against Tampa Bay. That's a division opponent. If they'd have done that to Dallas, if they'd have done that to the Cardinals, maybe a team that they don't see very often and shut them out, I feel that way. I just think they know exactly what Tampa wants to do. They have the right personnel to match it. They can win one-on-one matchups. They can do a lot of different things. Does that make sense? So I don't want to just all of a sudden say, here we come, postseason, baby. I, I still don't know. Like, I, I'm still going into Monday night's game with a team that's won six in a row, not knowing 
um, or being confident that the Saints can sort of win. They have a shot, right? I I think that's winnable. Wasn't that the word that we used last week? Winnable. Winnable is sort of how I look at it. Yeah, and it's, you know, if you look at last week, as well as the defense played, Tampa still had a shot throughout all four quarters of the game. If you had a, not saying that Taysom Hill's the the worst quarterback in the league, but, I mean, if you had, you know, just a, 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 average quarterback you should have at least put up 20 points against that Tampa Bay team it should have been a lot further point margin of a victory than it was Mm -hmm. over on Sunday so when you take a look at the I guess standings Jordan and you look at what you see overall and and whether or not you think these teams can can be playoff teams I I just I know you're going to hate this because you just don't buy it but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are just a different level, right? I mean, do you like? Do oh, you agree? No, I, I agree. Okay. I agree with that. All right, I agree with that. So, if we're looking at it from that perspective, right now, would you agree that the Packers are the best team in the NFC? Like, you feel that when you watch them play? I I, I feel that, but again, there's one team that I think is a dark horse that a lot of people are sleeping on, and and that's the Rams. Last week they took really? down the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I think that they're going to be a team that's going to uh, make some noise come playoff time. And a lot of teams should be worried when they go up against the LA Rams this postseason. All right. Well, so you have the Rams playing tonight again against the Seahawks. That's a 6 yeah. PM game on Fox seven point favorite. You also have Washington at the Eagles. There were a COVID situation as well. Eagles are eight and a half point favorite Washington dealing with a lot of COVID issues there as well quarterbacks and what have you both games are on fox by the way i think the regional uh aspect will go to it i'll try to i'm assuming we'll probably get washington eagles um or maybe the rams uh seahawks i don't know well i'll try to find out exactly which one we will get here but i I look at this jordan as when you look at the standings right so green bay is the number one seed right now 11 and 3 dallas is 10 and 4 and you know this because you look at the you know, the sound vault, and obviously we look at the morning shows. I mean, you would think Dallas is 4-10, and 10, the way Screamin' A, who, by the way, today, he announced he has COVID. So everyone has COVID, by the everyone way. Has everyone has COVID. Um, so he, uh, he, the rest of the, you know, whether it's Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, I mean, Rex Ryan, everyone yesterday, they can't win a Super Bowl, Dak's a bum, Jerry Jones called them in a slump. They're 10 and four, (laughs) you know, I mean, they're 10 and four. So they're division leader. They're the second seed right now. They're going to host the Yuccaneers are 10 and four. But again, they've lost some weapons here. Let's see how they do what the Saints have had to do. I'm interested in that because Jordan, they've gotten 10 wins, having a lot of weapons. Let's see Tom not have those weapons. Does he get frustrated? Can they win on their defense alone? Arizona, as I touched on yesterday with, Rafael Esparza, I'm starting to see what I've seen in, in years past. They start hot, and all of a sudden, somehow, someway, Murray's either figured out or they, they teeter towards the end. I still think they're a dangerous team, but do you think Arizona could be a team that could beat Green Bay? Uh, I don't think so. I, I saw what they, you know, what they did when they didn't have Murray in there at the starting quarterback, and it, it, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think they're, they're getting there. I just don't think that they're that team like a Green Bay or a Rams team that's kind of been in that situation the past couple of years where they've been competing for Super Bowl championships and they had that experience. So I'm not buying them quite yet this year, but I think down the road to maybe a year or two 
um, later when they have more of that experience in the playoffs and a little bit later down the season when the injury bug starts to kick into effect for a lot of these teams and they know how to handle that kind of that adversity, then I'll start to buy them. But I, I don't. I think it's a little bit too early uh, for them as of right now for this season. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. All right. So you got the Rams in the fifth seat at nine and four again. They play tonight against Seattle, seven point favorite. Here's my dark horse team, and I'm starting to see people kind of mention that in the sixth seed, the Niners, eight and six. Oh. Start to get healthier. Jimmy G, I think, is playing with a little chip on my I know I'm getting out of here next year sort of shoulder. Um, they're starting to be able to run the football. Their defense has a ton of talent. That that could be a team, you know, again, now in the division, they're one and four, they're six and five in conference, but I I don't know. That could be a team that could be dangerous. I I still don't think you can beat Green Bay. Maybe. I don't know. Vikings are the seventh seed. I watched them last night. I'm not buying. Are you buying? No. No, I'm not I'm not buying. But it would be, you know, more icing on top of a cake that's already been iced for them to, you know, be that final team into the playoffs, knocking the Saints right. out. Um, and, you know, that'd be th- three years and three times in the past, what, five years where they withheld the Saints from even making a run. Right. So. So and nothing was surprising at this point. So Minnesota right now, if you're a Saints fan, you're going, wait a minute, I thought we were the seventh seed. You were. They win the tiebreaker over New Orleans based on best win percentage in conference Correct. games. Conference games. Which is strange because they're five and four. The Saints also have five wins in conference, but they have five losses. So based on the percentage, they're better. They're the seventh seed right now. Right below the Saints at six and seven is Washington. Philly also six and seven, Jordan. Both of those teams play tonight. Eagles eight and a half point favored. There's one difference between those two teams. Out of those two teams, who did the Saints beat, Jordan? Oh, well, the Saints did not beat the, the Philadelphia Eagles. They did not. They beat Washington. So you would hold the tiebreaker over Washington. So you want Washington to win tonight. Problem is they are COVID laden. And again, for, for Vegas to favor the Eagles by eight and a half, you know, but again, just giving you some reasons. Now, A, you're going to tune on tonight if you like, if you like your football and you like watching the NFL. But hey, you can, uh, you can root for Washington because you want them to beat the Eagles. And I would assume you probably want the Seahawks just to beat the Rams. Why not? Right. Or if you want Russell Wilson to New Orleans, do you want the Rams to beat Seattle? Where are you going, Jordan? I don't know. Uh, I, I, for the sake of this year, yeah. obviously you want the, the teams that are kind of above you to okay. lose tonight. So I'm going to go with Washington tonight. And I do want Russell Wilson here in New Orleans next season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's that's next season. So let's 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 root for the Seahawks tonight. That's good. Jordan Kleber, J.D. Kleber, is a way to follow over on Twitter. Thank you for helping me test this out. Now I know it works so we can do the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, hope, hope everything goes swimmingly. We will see. Thank you, Jordan. Bye-bye. Uh, bye <laughs> It's the sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Please hurry. Come back and stay for good this time. Come back and stay for good. All right, all right. I'm-
I'm back. It's the Command Season Sales Event at Barker Kia, which means you can save on our entire lineup of new Kias. These Kias are packed with value and technology. Best of all, these new Kias come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Take a look at the all-new Ultra Sporty 2022 Kia K5, a rebellious design built to root a road with an 8-inch touchscreen and lane-keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in a new 2022 Kia Sorento, a third-row 7-seat SUV that comes standard with family-favorite features like smartphone integration. And of course, we have to mention the all-new Kia Carnival MPV. The SUV-inspired van has a radical departure from the usual. Now that says it all. So come save during Kia's Command the Season sales event at Barker Kia. And get our famously low Barker Kia price. And you know all these new Kias come with it. Getting you a 100,000 mile powertrain warrant. That's Barker Kia at Homer. Or shop online at BarkerKia.com. Come see me, people. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retailer for details. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Advanced Eye Institute in Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Sunrise in the blue skies Birds flying through paradise A little bit longer, another day stronger Somebody smiling down on me with those Warm days and cooler nights Friends and family and candlelights Feels like I've been running But something better's coming Don't want to have to wait and see This feels like home It's where I want to be and all the troubles that come and go Can never take you away This feels like life Like it's meant to be Cause when I see you smiling You know I can't deny it Feels like coming home to me This feels like home Rouse's Markets knows there's no place like home for the holidays Rouse's Markets Feels like home He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You know what? I'm going to blame it on Buddy. I don't mean blaming that the phone lines got cut. I'm blaming that they got fixed this quickly. Buddy just told me and informed me, and I just saw it on my screen. Phone lines are back and running over at KLRZ and LaRoe. So... Now you can call on in Saints fans and talk about the Tampa game from Sunday. Love to get your opinions on that as well. Plus all the different topics that we're touching on today here as Christian Clark will join us over at 1230. 1.30, Kenny Farrell's going to come in here as well. If you're a soccer fan, how do you feel about this? Apparently FIFA, FIFA is looking to go biannual World Cups. Right now it's every four years. Right now, it's every four years. Um, 
they like to do it two years. You know why, right? I mean, you know how this works. What is one reason you would change something with so much tradition? Come on. This shouldn't take long at all. Dinero. Oh, money. So literally in the first paragraph of the story, when I was reading it this morning, (laughs) it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So Gianni Infantino, the president of FIFA, said uh, he has proposed this World Cup plan to everybody, all the football leaders, based off of this. You ready? $4.4 billion in revenues. <laughs> Guess what there is about to be? Biannual World Cups. When you can tell football leaders throughout the world that we're going to share $4.4 billion. Additionally, if we just hold the same tournament we do every four years, every two years, you're going to have... A World Cup every two years. I don't know how else to really put that. So there you go. So anyway, we'll touch with Kenny Farrell a little bit about that. Eric Alexander is going to join us at 2.15. We'll touch on any of the college football storylines going out. A couple of people start to opt out here and there. And also, of course, there's a lot of um, chatter about the possibilities of the OC and DC being hired for LSU, or at least in principle. Matt Moscona touched on that at the beginning of the show yesterday. So we'll go over that. And more. But yesterday, um, Dennis Allen spoke, and it was, again, him seeing the video. It was the Monday, right, post-game presser that coaches normally do. Normally, it's head coach Sean Payton, but Dennis Allen it was the one talking through it. So, uh, after watching the film, we will start with his takes. Um, look, I, I, I think, I think our guys played, um, with, uh, with emotion and, and, and with energy. I thought they went out and executed. Um, and I thought we did the things that we needed to do, uh, to win this game. Uh, certainly there's some things that we've got to, we've got to clean up. There's certainly some things we have to do better. Um, but yet, uh, we did the things that we needed to do in that particular game. And so uh, we're in here today. We're making the corrections that we need to make um, offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game. Um, and then uh, and then we'll get ready to move on to, to Miami. Now, one of the other things is how will this week go? Because, again, there is a little bit of a difference in that, A, you're playing on Monday. Also, again, still, you're not, you're not going to have Sean Payton. He has to be gone 10 days. 10 days. The 10th day, by the way, is Monday against the Dolphins. So he can coach, which is why they put out on Friday when they announced that he had COVID-19, that he was going to coach against the Dolphins on Monday. That said, he is not at the facility. But doesn't mean, of course, he can't be about it here as well. So first off, Dennis, how is the team going to approach this week? Are they going to take a couple more extra days off instead of starting Wednesday? Will you start Thursday or is what he said? Yeah, I, I think we got to um, approach it um, really basically the same way we approached last week. Um, you know, we all know that we've got a job to do. Um, and certainly we're hoping that, um, you know, coach is back sooner rather than later. Uh, but like I said before, you know, he's prepared all of us for, 
um, for the job at, at hand. Um, most of us have been with him long enough that we know exactly what's expected of us. The players know exactly what's expected of them. Um, and, and we kind of operate, uh, you know, business as usual. And hopefully, like I said, we'll have him back in the building sooner rather than later. And, and, uh, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be following his lead. All right. So just how involved is Sean going to be? Yeah. I think he, I think he, he let us know exactly what, what, uh, what he wanted to see from us uh, and, and what he felt like we needed to do uh, to be able to win this game um, and then um, allowed us to go out and, and, and do our job. Um, I think he had a lot of faith and trust in, in all of us, um, players, coaches, staff, everybody, uh, to, to do our job. And that's, that's a product of building a great culture. Um, and, you know, Sean established that back in, in, in 2006, uh, and it's maintained uh, all the way through now in 2021. I think one of the things as well is he was, you know, touched on it. Obviously, you can hear it, it, it meant something to him, and it was special. I mean, look, first off, you're being handed the keys to an NFL team trying to make the playoffs, so it is a huge responsibility, no doubt. But you could kind of get the sense, right? He, he was happy that, A, they got the win in that. And, look, no doubt every assistant, including somebody that's gotten that taste for a year, wants to get back and being a head coach of an NFL team is only 32. And he was asked, is it feeling any different right now going into your second week, kind of being the acting head coach for a bit? Totally different feeling. Um, you know, on, 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 on a couple of different fronts, you know, um, you know, really, I was I was trying to, uh, you know, fill in for 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 coach and and uh, um, trying to do, you know, what I thought uh, he would want us to do. Um, and it's different when you're, you know, spend the whole week, you know, preparing to, you know, call defenses and and. Uh, uh, you know, all of a sudden you get something else that's that's on your plate. So, uh, look, it was a challenging night, but but a very fulfilling and, and rewarding night. But we, we won a football game in the National Football League, and uh, um, you know we don't have time for for a bunch of uh, fairy tale stories or anything like that. I mean, it's it's you know let's get ready for Miami. You know what's remarkable is, and again, especially watching the Bears game last night. And this is why I spent so much time yesterday on the show just saying, guys, I'm not trying to make too much out of it, but really appreciate what you saw on Sunday night. Not just everybody coming together and doing their job specifically and adding other tasks because it's not easy to play without your head coach, but it just put on display just how well organized and how well coached this team is. We just literally spent an entire college football season watching up north 75 miles from where I'm sitting and watching how horribly coached LSU was. But you can see last night, I mean, the Bears are a joke. I mean, that is such a bad-looking football team. You can see it. Your eyes can see it. Do you realize the Saints won a game? As Jeff Duncan tweeted yesterday, without having more than three gains of longer than nine yards. Only three 
Marquez Callaway catches a 40-33 and 17. Everything else, 9-8-7 yards here, 5-4 yards here. Three plays. The entire game by the Saints offense went longer than nine yards. You can say that's how bad the Saints offense is or just that 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 was the game plan. That was, don't risk it. Try to gain something out of that. But again, only three plays went longer than nine yards. The other thing Jeff Duncan mentioned that is remarkable, and Dennis Allen commented on it, 73 plays. Tampa Bay ran. Closest they got to the Saints end zone was the 21-yard line. They they ran just three plays all night inside the Saints, 35. No plays in the red zone. Like, that's just, again, appreciate what you saw. That just doesn't happen. That was an unbelievable performance. Dennis Allen on it. Um. No, look. I mean, um, obviously, uh, it was a it was a it was a a, a great team win, um, and and I felt like we played really good uh, on defense. But to be able to do those things, you know, you can't turn the ball over. Um, you have to be able to play the field position game. You have to be able to pin them down there when you have opportunities to pin them down there and make them go the long, hard way. Um, and, look, they took over the ball one time uh, on the 43-yard line, and that was the best field position that they had all night, and that was the one opportunity that they had that they missed the field goal. So um, a lot of the things that we felt like we needed to do to win the game, we were able to accomplish. Again, so much to go back into that game and just kind of appreciate, really, what the Saints sort of did dominance-wise in that performance. Let me quickly tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. It's coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long, I promise. I'm still trying to get an exact date, or at least a week, uh, when it goes live, that you can bet on anything and everything from your couch to passenger seat. I'm not even going to say do it while you're driving at the stoplight. Please don't do that. Be safe. You know what I'm talking about, though. Um, you can do so as soon as it goes live. But in the meantime, doesn't mean you can't prep for it, right? Just like the Saints and Coach Payton and Dennis Allen are prepping for Miami, you can prep now. You can do so by downloading the app, then using the code LaRose. So the app is DraftKings Sportsbook. The code is LaRose. And when you register and sign up with zero deposit required, you're going to get $100 in free bets. So once it goes live, you're starting $100 ahead. You can put it all on the Fins, put it all on the Saints, put it all on whatever you want, right? $100 in free bets, no deposit required. Got to use the code LaRose. You got to download the, uh, the app, DraftKings Sportsbook. When we come back, Christian Clark of the Advocate in the Picayune covers your New Orleans Pelicans. May have a player coming to the backcourt really soon as the Pels finally get back into action, having played since Friday. So we'll talk a little basketball next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Not feeling well and unsure about what's open for healthcare in the South LaFouche area? Lady of the Sea currently has options. Emergency services are open 24-7 in our new location at 104 West 134th Street, across the street from the hospital. And our two family medical clinics open in La Rose and cut off weekdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. All of our locations are offering COVID-19 vaccinations and flu vaccinations. Don't sit home feeling poorly. Seek quality health care from Lady of the Sea. 
Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. This holiday season, give the gift of Craftsman Tools at Lowe's. With a heritage of performance and reliability, Craftsman is the perfect gift for the project people on your list. There's something for every builder, fixer, and creator you know. Choose from power tools, outdoor power equipment, mechanics tools, tool storage, and more. Shop in-store, online, or through our app. Because there are more ways to holiday at Lowe's. And a gift from Lowe's is a gift that leads to more. U.S. only. Some stones. Believe me, he is no worse. His legend lives on. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Going to talk to Christian Clark here of the Advocate and Picayune here in a quick second. He'll give me a time, though, to play what head coach Willie Green had to say yesterday. As the Pels have been playing some pretty good basketball, he likes to try to keep the momentum going. Let's see. You know, not playing against Philly was tough. Um, kind of knocks us out of rhythm a, a little bit. But we came in today, had a crisp practice. We'll come in tomorrow and get a shoot around before we play Portland. Um, look, it's it's just something that the whole league is dealing with, the whole world is dealing with. So we, we just got to make adjustments and, and get ready to go out tomorrow and, and have a good game. And, of course, tonight is tomorrow, and that is when they take on the Portland Trailblazers. One of the things that Coach was talking about is one of the things that coach was trying to talk about obviously is trying to get back into that rhythm after having that game postponed on Sunday. We just took a day and just updated the guys on what was going on. Um, we couldn't leave until later on in the evening. So everyone just kind of took a day to themselves and did a little walking around in Philly, uh, whatever guys like to do. Uh, but those, those type of situations are just not really in our control. And, um, just try to make the best of it. One final bite, and then we'll try to get Christian Clark here. He has also been talking about the fact that it, it's hard to believe, but three months, right? October, November, December will be now three months into the season. His thoughts on so far his start? It's been great, uh, but it's, you know, I, I still like to get on the floor with the guys if I can. Um, you know, in the offseason, I'll probably do more of it. But right now, we, we have our coaches, our assistant coaches, doing a great job of working with our guys and their PD work. So I just try to watch, observe, learn, maybe drip feed some some information if I see it. Other than that, I got a, I got a, enough on my hands in terms of <laughs> <laughs> all of the other work that I need to, to get done. Christian Clark now joins us from the Advocate and the Picayune Covers, your New Orleans Pelicans. Christian, how are you, sir? Our first guest back with our phone lines operating. How are you? 
Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Just uh, covering the NBA and the Pelicans during this season of attrition. A lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because obviously the NFL's been getting a ton of attention. We touched on the beginning of the show that the NHL's hit a pause here as well. That's not anything the NBA really wants to do right now, huh? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, I think the thing with the NBA, it's like, you know, it was an incredible financial hit, um, you know, in, in year one of the pandemic last year. Um, pretty much no fans in the stands. That's like 40% of the piece of the pie for most NBA teams. So like, I don't think, I don't think the NBA can financially withstand, uh, you know, a, a pause. Like I think the economics of this are, <laughs> you know, a big factor now. Mm-hmm. It's nuts when you look at really on Friday, the last time the Pelicans stepped on the court, the Milwaukee Bucks were affected by COVID. No Giannis and three other Bucks there as well. They get on the plane. We saw some pretty cool footage of Herb Jones eating his Chick-fil-A and stuff. And then they show up to Philly and they get hit by COVID. So no game was there. Is that just, it, it's, I, I don't know if you can prep for it or not, right? But the NBA did make some adjustments and rules changes on Sunday. That may be a reason why the Pell's about to be welcoming a new player, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're going to allow these guys to, to bring in hardship players. Um, you know, basically add out to their roster so they don't have to cancel these games if if a team has has an outbreak. And, you know, I, I thought what was kind of interesting about Sunday's game was uh, the 76ers had three players questionable. Joel Embiid was one of them. I mean, I watched Joel Embiid play on, on Monday night, and he looked pretty good to me. So I don't know. I mean, that, that was kind of one where it's like, I mean, you guys have a couple guys dealing with COVID, but you also have a couple guys who are maybe banged up but probably could have played. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was an interesting one. That, that is a very fast recovery from COVID from Sunday to Monday. You're right. Didn't he drop 41? 40? Yeah. 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 I, believe, I mean, he just yeah. closed him out. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, it's, that's interesting how that, that works. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about this though. I just played that soundbite from Willie Green this first three months. How would you describe, let's say I've been under a rock, man. I've, I don't know. I've been covering college football, and I'm just starting to tune into the Pels. How would you describe Willie Green's first three months on the job? Yeah, I guess I would say he's – I think he's been able to maintain player buy-in um, through some incredibly challenging circumstances. Um, you know, I mean, like third head coach in three years for these guys, many of whom are young, and the Zion thing too. I mean, that's just – I mean, that's just been completely devastating. Um you know, for, for, you know, you think this guy who you pretty much built everything around and, and tried to retrofit the roster to make sense around his skill set, and he just hasn't been there. I mean, like, they, they got off to this terrible start, and they looked kind of shell-shocked from the Zion thing, 3-16, and 16, but they're 7-5 and five in their past 12. Like, they really have been playing better basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, this these last 10 or 12 games from Brandon Ingram has been uh, the best basketball, probably. I've seen him play in a Pelicans uniform just in terms of, like, impact efficiency playing quickly so yeah i mean like you know i don't want to oversell it as the record is the record but uh i think you know willie green has done a good job so far and i think these dudes really do like playing for him speak with christian clark covers the new orleans pelicans for the advocate in the picayune it is interesting because you look at this year and it really is what you just said, a year of attrition, really, when you look at it, right? I mean, look, the Portland Trailblazers tonight's opponent, I promise you they didn't think they'd be 13-18 and 18 the first three months of the season. I mean, Damian Litter has had a, you know, 
jump on live on NBA, the, the NBA live show that ESPN has in the afternoon and say, no, I don't want to be traded and all this other stuff. I, I, I like Chauncey Billups, but it hasn't gone well for them as well. AD's going to be out for a little bit. He thought he blew out his knee. He's just going to be out four to six weeks, but the Lakers aren't exactly killing it. I mean, other than say the Warriors and the Suns, have you been um, surprised by the way the West has worked? Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit. I mean, I think this is probably the weakest the West has been in in a couple of years at least. I mean, uh, like, I think the Trailblazers are in 10th right now, which would get them into the plane, and they're 13 and 18. So, you know, teams in 8th are right around 500. So definitely it's a pretty weak West. I mean, I think just the amount of basketball that, that these teams have played the past three years um, probably has contributed to some injuries. Like, um, you know, you look at Jamal Murray in Denver, torn ACL. Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers, torn ACL. Both those guys will be probably be back in the spring. I mean, right. there's just there's just so many of those. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's really kind of just three teams at the top of the West who are really good and then a huge middle pack and a couple of ones at the bottom. I think what's interesting too is I look at the standings and there's Memphis at four, nineteen and thirteen. They won a handful of games, Christian, in a row without Jean Morant. And then he was shocked yesterday. He's back on the court. You got fans telling him to go sit back down. <laughs> you know what? Put in a word for us. We would love to have Jean Morant. <laughs> uh yeah. Well um are you guys interested in like Jackson Hayes and a first round pick for Jackson? Anybody. What do you want? <laughs> what do you, I got an intern. He's, he's, you know, I'll throw him in there too. I mean, I just, dude, it's, it's crazy though, because when you look at it, as I mentioned with some of those teams, like I didn't think Minnesota would be in there, right? 15 and 15, but man, you, you watch Anthony Edwards play and you can see sort of why, but I guess that's why I would say while the Pelicans are literally in last place, of the Western Conference at in the cellar, they're only three games out of the tenth spot. I mean, Portland's thirteen and eighteen; they're the tenth spot. New Orleans is ten and twenty-one. It's a three-game difference, and you have until April. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, just getting tenth is such a low bar to clear. Right? No, I, I mean, know. for for sixty-seven percent of NBA teams to be a part of <laughs> like play past the end of the regular season, I mean, that's just. It's just kind of crazy. Like, I I guess I support it. It's cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just an incredibly low bar to clear. And, like, even if, you know, like, we're not going to know really much more about Zion for, like, three, five more weeks here, even if, let's just say, worst-case scenario, like, doesn't play a single game, like, I mean, I, I think they could be at least, like, in the race until the end of the season. I mean, like, this team has Brandon Ingram. Like, the bench is really, really rough, but, like, they've kind of found something with this starting five. Monty Graham, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas, six and three with that group. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they have some players. Like, the depth kind of stinks. Like, maybe you need to do um, an exorcism on Thomas Sadoransky to to help him work through his issues. But, um, yeah, I mean, they've they've kind of, like, got this point in the right direction and, you know, are, are playing some of their best combinations and players now. I wasn't trying to be mean, but that last game or two, I literally just tweeted, why does he have a roster spot? You went exorcism. So, I mean, at least you're trying to save his soul. I mean, I man, it's crazy, right? Because you do – these players like Bledsoe and them before they come here have played professional basketball before. It's nuts. It's like they, they get here to forget how to be an NBA player. 
I mean, yeah, it's the the Sadoransky thing is it's completely baffling. Like Bledsoe, he kind of fell off like towards the end in Milwaukee, and you know, I think like there was some personal stuff in terms of like last year was just really hard, um, you know, with with COVID and everything, and like I don't think it was playing for like the most fun head coach in the NBA or anything like that. Um, the Sadoransky thing, it's like, I mean, I give him credit, like he's been able to be upbeat and he says all the right things and like he's I think he has the right approach like that hasn't changed at all he's just not playing well and like he put together what four or five pretty solid seasons in the NBA like he had a fantastic summer with the Czech Republic helped lead them to an Olympics appearance so I mean that's just one I, I don't get I really don't understand yeah, it's hard to kind of figure it out but in the meantime you mentioned obviously B.I. and Brandon Ingram being uh, a guy that has really stepped it up all last week, Christian. I kept saying, you know, it's interesting. He's trying to maybe perhaps become more of a playmaker. Maybe that's what Willie Green was trying to get because y- you have to look at the Zion stuff as, oh, he showed up. Like, I can't think about it anymore, right? This is the team, if they're going to be in the playoffs, that's going to have to do it. it- it's it's what's on the it's on the court. It's at the practice facility, and it's B.I.'s team right now. Until Zion shows up, which no one knows when or if, that's what they sort of do. And, I'm starting to see a lot more, you know, digits in different boxes of the categories in the in the box score with Brandon Ingram. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the thing that Willie has talked about a lot this season and Brandon Ingram has talked about too is just playing quicker with the ball in his hands. I mean, I think that's been an issue for him, you know, really throughout his NBA career. I mean, I know all three different head coaches the Pelicans have had have talked to Brandon about, hey, when you get the ball, like don't hold it for, for two seconds. Like, like just pass, shoot, or dribble. Like, make mm-hmm. a decision when you get the ball in your hands. Like, keep it popping. Um, Willie Green loves to use the phrase .5 mentality. That just means pass, shoot, or dribble within half a second of getting the ball. And I think that's, you know, one change that you've, you've sort of seen in his game. Um, and I think the other thing, too, is, like, just getting him the ball where, like, he's not, he's not initiating offense as much this year as he did last year. Like, there was a lot of, like, you're going to be the guy in the pick and roll and like, like he's kind of getting the ball in like, you know, mid range spots on the floor where it's easier for him to just attack rather than like starting the offense from the top of the key too. final thing for you, this matchup tonight, man, you'd love to be able to get another win here at home. I think it's so important. You saw the crowd with Milwaukee and you've had some nice games where some fans have attended here. What do you think takes place tonight? Oh, man. Um, I think Pelicans win three in a row for the first time this year. Uh, I guess we'll see, you know, before the game if, if Dame and Yusuf Nurkic are going to play. But, I mean, man, no Dame. You really like New Orleans chances. Hey, got to take advantage of it, right? No doubt about it, man. I appreciate it so much, man. Thank you, Christian, for joining us today. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. New Orleans, by the way, a two-point favorite going into tonight's game, 7 o'clock right here on ESPN New Orleans. Billy Joe! From the best man. Coming to you next, sir, on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Big Finish Sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. 
Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003. I can legit give you that number now. Phone lines up and running and working. Billy Joe. What's up, sir? How are you from the West Bank this morning? Yeah, hello. I need to ask you a question about the uh, playoffs. I think I got it. I think I got the thing right. First, he goes by your best record, right? Mm-hmm. And then next thing he goes, he goes by your conference record, and then it goes by division records. Yeah, and head-to-head's in there as well. Right. If you, if you have head-to-head with somebody in your division, it goes by division record. Like right. if we are fighting Minnesota mm-hmm. for the last playoff spot, if we tied in, in the best record, then it's going to go by who had the best record in the conference, right? Right now, that's why Minnesota is in at seven and New Orleans is eight. They win the tiebreak over New Orleans based based on best win percentage in conference. Oh yeah, no, games. that's what I say. If, if yeah. they played it, if you played the team and won, you would automatically right. win there. Sure, yeah. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why Washington Philly tonight, right? You beat Washington, you lost to Philly. Both of those teams are six and seven, so one of those teams will be seven and seven after tonight. And, right. Yeah, exactly. So you might still be eight. You might drop down to nine. So um, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's it's by the week here. So what do, what do you think of the question of the day? Do you think the Saints will be, at the end of the day, in three weeks, a playoff team? I think if the Saints win all three games, I think they're going to be in, right? But it'll still, it'll still be a question mark, probably, huh? <sighs> I I don't know. I'm trying to look at for those scenarios. Jordan, if you're listening, maybe you can find what happens if you win out. I, the fact that you were seven yesterday and you win out, I got to imagine it's going to put you in a better spot than not. Right, Billy Joe? I mean, I would think it'd be a higher probability if you do win your remaining three games. That would put you at ten wins. I, I am, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking you're going to. Now, 
I don't know the rest of the schedules for like Minnesota, but Washington, I'm just saying, and Philly. I think San Francisco is going to be in. We're going to be fighting Minnesota and the Saints in either Washington or Philadelphia for the last spot. Right, we'll so be fighting Mi- Minnesota for the last spot, probably. Us in Minnesota. The, let's see. The Vikings. Just got it down so I can actually remember it here. So we got right, the Rams. Okay, so they will take on the Rams, host the Rams at the Packers, host the Bears. So yeah, Minnesota's probably going to, even if they do lose two games, they're still going to, they lose two. They get, yeah, we got to hope Minnesota loses two games, really, yeah. All right, so let's see. Washington, their final three. Again, they play the Eagles tonight. So Washington, which again is a team that you beat, there will be. Right, so you want at, Washington to beat Philadelphia, yeah. Yeah, there will be at the Cowboys, host the Eagles again, and then they're at the Giants. That's a win. <laughs> so that's Washington's final three games. Let's take a look at what Philly's final three games will be, and for the Eagles, it's we know they'll play Washington twice, but for Philly. They will host the Giants next at Washington and then host the Cowboys. So they stay in the division the final three games. Washington in the division final three games. Vikings, Rams host at the Packers, host the Bears are the final three games. And, of course, for the Saints, it's Finns, Panthers, and Falcons. So what's going to get down to, if you have a tie with somebody, Mm-hmm. You want to have the best record in, in the NFC in 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 the uh, conference record where they have right. a chance to go. Right. If you haven't played that team, if you haven't Correct. played that team, and you didn't lose the win, you didn't play that team. You want to have the best conference record. That's it. Okay, we'll have to wait another two weeks. See what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait three. I, I I think you're legitimately going to have to wait the Sunday night on. Sunday, January 9th is when we will find out. <laughs> right. That is, um, that is how it is. I know I mean, one thing. Minnesota is a, it's, it's, Minnesota always messes the same stuff. They, they yeah. beat, they beat us by a miracle. We didn't go to the Super Bowl because of them. Seems like Minnesota screws us. We get messed up every year with Minnesota somewhere along the line. Well, Chicago didn't do us any favors yesterday. Did you watch that so, game at all? What's that? Did you watch? Minnesota last night. I mean, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chicago's a terrible team. Chicago's terrible. garbage. Matt Nagy got a personal foul called on him. The team had five of them. He got a personal foul called on him for arguing. Okay. I got whoa, one more fast question to ask you. What, mm-hmm. what quarterback you think the Saints got to go after next year and have a chance to get? I don't think they're going to get the San Francisco quarterback unless unless they go with the young unless they want to go with the young quarterback. I, the only quarterback I think we could get from Seattle, and, and we got to give up too much for him. So yeah, you have the scenarios that, that basically you start with this, right? Based off of what he has said in the past, you absolutely see if Aaron Rodgers is available. I mean, that, that's, Rodgers not coming. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers yeah, not yeah. coming yet. Well, I, I know, but what I'm saying is you're making the phone call, right? So right, I would say next best perhaps available or that you may try to because again your team was mentioned by his agent is Russell Wilson to your point though and it's something that we talked about with Fletcher Mackle a week ago would it make sense to do that because it is going to cost you a lot I just read last segment two segments ago Billy Joe 
The Saints won a football game in the NFL with having just three plays go longer than nine yards. Like gain nine yards. Three. There were the three catches by Callaway. That's it. The rest of the of the offensive production was nine yards or in. They won an NFL game by having three plays go nine yards or longer. Obviously, they shut out a team, so that helps. And But when you think of it like that, I'm almost wondering if you're Peyton and Loomis and you don't go, you know, we started out 5-2 and two with a guy basically just managed the offense with Jameis Winston. We didn't, we, we overthought the, the receiving position group. I mean, it just, that needs to get improved. Hopefully Michael Thomas is back healthy. You will go draft a receiver. You will go pay a receiver. You will, you will improve that area. The tight end position group needs to be improved. While you have had to go use a lot of depth on the offensive line, you know, again, you got to make a decision on Armstead, things of that nature, but you basically haven't had a lot of offense help and you're pushing for a playoff spot. So Billy Joe, I wonder the more I think about it, do I just see if it's Jameis or it's not Taysom? He, he's not, I, I love the kid. He's doing his best. He's not an NFL quarterback. Right. So do you go back with Jameis? He's going to cost you a lot less than Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Right. Let me do ask you, you a question. go I think in the draft? Because in the draft, you know, Todd McShay at 19 had the kid Ritter from Cincinnati. Do you do that? Do you go maybe for Derek Carr? There's a lot of people with a lot of belief that he's playing his last month as a Raider. Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback, and I wonder if it's not going to cost you nearly as much as Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, you know? Right. I think the Saints just looking for a quarterback that can make first downs. Yeah. That we you got to make, make first reads, downs man. and move you, the ball and score yeah. points. Yeah. You got to make reads and stuff. And look, you, you saw Taysom's really good, and you saw that opening drive with, with, with Tampa. It's a one read. I got to get rid of the football. We're going now. He made some nice throws. I mean, he made the best throw of his career, you know, to Callaway on one of those. Over on the left, hash mark. So you see it, it's bits and, and pieces. So I'm okay with like a package or two. But there's far too many times where his his head just does not even turn. We're not looking to try to spread. And it's just, you, you, it's a deficiency. Because if I'm a defensive coordinator, I know he can't beat me with his arm. So Let me ask you one question. This is a crazy question. Everybody says I'm crazy. A couple years ago, Peyton loved the guy from Carolina, Donald, okay? Sam Why Darnold? can't... Peyton, get him as a second-string quarterback and reconstruct his career some kind well, of way. Because I, because I, I, I think there, there's a belief in Ian Book. I don't know if he's ready to be your starter next year, but I think there's a belief in Ian Book to maybe be a, a backup at some point or develop him. So we'll see. Thank right. you, Billy Joe, for all the questions. Okay. Twitter, Dave. I okay. see you, sir. I'm coming to you right after I come on the top of the hour break. It's the Sports Hangover on a game night for your New Orleans Pelicans. They host the Portland Trailblazers. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Baby. Let it on the line